Long Life Health presents the Talk Thought Podcast. You're listening to the Talk Thought Podcast, sponsored by Fucking Nothing. Welcome to another episode of the Talk Four Podcast, episode 36. And I don't feel like I need to justify my upload schedule, but I'm gonna anyway. Um, if you're a regular listener or a first-time listener or whatever, these podcast episodes get uploaded willy-nilly, pretty random. I have tried doing schedules before, like I tried doing one a week, but I'm fairly um impulsive, so I try and upload it whenever I've got a good idea or something. I've been pondering it a lot at that moment in time like initially when I first started and there was a lot of topics I could talk about it was easy to do but as I'm sort of leveling out and I don't really want to be repeating the same stuff over again I like to have subjects I can talk about individually and separate from the previous episodes and you know be able to give and supply completely separate value to someone so therefore I don't really want to force anything I don't want to just put episodes out for the sake of it I like the idea of Every episode is um, something to ponder, something to think about, and something is equally, if not more, valuable than the last one. Um, so yeah, as I continue, 36 episodes in, <clears throat> willy-nilly, this one I want to talk about anxiety. And anxiety is a big, big problem that I notice through my own self-observation and obviously ex- external observation of other people. And that's all I tend to do, like the way my brain works, I'm very reductive and analytical of everything. And I notice it in my own behaviour, which is it gives me the ability to have good insights about why things happen, try and get to the root cause of something, what's the problem. And I notice it incredibly frequently with other people so I start to see the patterns and the formations which cause anxiety and an epiphany that I've had lately that's come to the surface believe it or not when if you follow me on Instagram I talked about I'm experimenting with obviously I did the shrooms not so long ago and I uploaded an episode on that episode 34 which I talk about my experience on um, magic mushrooms but I'm also experimenting with THC, which is the chemical in cannabis. I've never been a fan. I've never smoked anything in my life. Um, the only thing I did smoke was a, like I took a puff of a cigar in Cuba and I fucking did that wrong. You're not meant to inhale it. You're meant to like, I suppose, swish it round your mouth. Just taste it. Um, so the first initial time I've ever took a puff of anything, I fucked up. But... Regardless, I've got a a, a a psychological resistance towards doing anything that involves smoking. So I've never been a fan of smoking it, but I am pro, I suppose, to put it into simple terminology, pro-weed. I agree with the, the benefits that cannabis can give you. So um, I'm experimenting. I was taking THC capsules and uh, it's interesting because it has a completely different 
different effect on you than smoking it because you metabolize it. You and I always forget the name of the chemical that your liver produces when you um, metabolize it. So I'm not going to even try and remember, but you metabolize it and you're having a completely different experience. And uh, it, it sort of just gave me this really creative mind frame of was able to, I suppose, just get great insights about everything. And one strong visualization I had was um, about anxiety. That anxiety only happens when you remove yourself from the present moment. So if you've done any sort of research into spirituality and anything in that field, in that region, you understand it all comes down to basically focusing on one thing, actively focusing on one thing, removing anything else and being present. And the only thing that matters is what's happening right now in this extended present moment. We have the use of time to sort of break down and give us an easier understanding of what reality is of you know, this is Monday, tomorrow's Tuesday, this is Wednesday. But in general, in real life, it's just one long extended period of presentness. And spirituality is basically hacking into your brain to get it to a level where you can switch off and only live in that present moment, which is why when you watch Buddhists, etc., they make a entire... Um, ritual out of making say a tea they make tea and they spend 15 20 minutes making it because they focus entirely on that and make it in an occasion a special occasion um it's obviously much more complex than that and you should everyone should experience and explore it and work on it themselves because it's um it's one of them things i find it's also got a stigma attached to it you get that word as word association so you say spiritual or spirituality and you start you know a million and one things can come to someone's mind and you can start visualizing things that do not explain it or give you the correct understanding of it um so someone sat on a a hill with a robe on meditating with their eyes closed or someone reading tarot cards or whatever might come to your head you've got to understand and explore it yourself for you to truly know what's going on and what it is back to the point i took this thc and an insight i got was um this visual so you you really have nothing to worry about when you're living in the present moment unless you have some immediate threat upon you and in your um space so you're about to get hit by a car or someone's holding you at gunpoint anything other than that, anything other than a serious threat is bullshit and you, you manifest this idea that it gives you a reason to worry about something and you remove yourself out of the present moment of what's happening and often people are sat there anxious, worrying about something, you know, sat in the comfort of their own home when they have nothing to worry about and they have the world to appreciate. So it is, I think anxiety, obviously there's many ways it can you know, arise and you can experience anxiety. But one, you know, common thing it comes down to is when you're not focusing and living in the present moment. So you start to paraphrase, 
Oh, what if this happens? Oh, I can't do that because of this. Oh, I can't go to that exercise class because I'm worried about what everyone thinks of me. You remove yourself and you start worrying about things that don't actually happen, have no real value, and only really manifest themselves if you think about it too much. And you you need to... It takes practice, so you need to learn to deal with anxiety by learning to be in the present moment and learning to understand there's nothing really to worry about. And that takes time, um, which is what um, drugs can give you a shortcut to a very spiritual experience, which is essentially what shrooms did for me. People can spend years and years meditating and following spiritual practices just to be able to switch off and commonly live in the present moment. And those that are obviously at the pinnacle of spirituality, people like Eckhart Tolle and um, Deepak Chopra, however you pronounce his name, are, are obviously able to channel this mind frame continuously throughout the day. And um, I suppose infinitely. But most of us can't, and it takes practice. And you first of all need to understand that. Um, and one of the insights I had on... THC the other night I was lying there and I was thinking so try and I will try and paint the image that came to my head so picture yourself sat in a, a nice solid sort of like a tank somewhere very safe and inside you've got everything you could possibly need and to use a tank as an example that tank is the present moment and you're inside it and you always are inside that tank and outside the tank, there's a fucking war zone going on. There's a shitload of things to worry about. There's bullets flying everywhere. There's grenades. Nothing you need to worry about in the tank because you're safe. But anytime you step out and stick your head outside the tank, i.e. the present moment, you start worrying about all the shit that's going on outside that doesn't really matter because you're in the tank. The tank and the present moment is your safe haven. It is your safe place. You've got everything you could possibly want in there. You've got snacks, water, your loved ones, your friends. You've got everything you could possibly want in life in that present moment. And now anxiety happens when you step out of that. And um, language is a great representation of you trying to communicate what's going on inside. And when people say, oh, I'm worried about this and I'm worried about that, they're verbalizing what is going on inside. And that's their anxiety of what if this happens, what that, what if that happens, which is ultimately a representation of you taking yourself out of the present moment and letting your mind drift into the worst possible scenarios that are ultimately never going to happen. And they will only ever materialize or manifest themselves if you focus on it too much. Um, and they still might not even do it then. So... Almost all anxiety can be removed when you're living in the present moment and you realise, oh, I've actually got nothing to worry about right now than what I'm doing right now. And that's what... It's incredibly difficult to do actively. So if you willingly try and meditate, you will notice how difficult it is. Especially for someone like me, I find it incredibly difficult and I don't nearly practice it enough as I should. Um, because... It sounds simple, focus on one thing, often you're breathing because it's something that's obviously always happening, something that can ground you to reality, like, oh, just focus on this breathing. It's always there, you can do it at any time. Um, and you start to do that, 
and you maybe get a second, two seconds, then your mind starts to drift. If you sit in a float tank or a sensory deprivation tank, you'll understand and you'll get an emphasis on how your brain works. You'll try and sit, sit there and think about nothing or one thing and you'll understand how much your mind drifts and how quickly you can sort of go off on tangents and go into completely different worlds and then you get anchored back into the tank. Um, it's incredibly difficult difficult to continuously focus on one thing such as your breathing. So certain things can be a great distraction of doing that. So um, essentially escapism. So listening to music, you only focus about that song or that track or whatever's happening in that song at that period of time. So you're not focused about all the problems around you. You escape for a moment in the song until obviously maybe a lyric causes you to think about something. Um, The same with films. Films is a perfect example of what escapism is. Escapism, getting away from the reality that you're not enjoying yourself. You know, your life's shit. The reality of your life is shit, so you want to get away with it. Rather than dealing with the root cause, you want to distract yourself somehow, Um, which is beneficial sometimes. It's not always the worst thing to do, but you should always try and fundamentally find what's wrong and cope and deal with that and essentially rid the problem totally get rid of it rather than continuously go for distraction methods like drugs is obviously the most toxic and common way that people try and escape from their own reality that's cigarettes that's alcohol that's hard drugs that's narcotics it's um opiates whatever you want to fucking go to it's all ways of, of escaping their own reality um people can even do it in you know, look at Robin Williams. His escapism of dealing with his problem was making other people laugh, going out and having this persona. Um, but obviously, the reality is when you're not distracted by anything or you've got no one to entertain, and I always use this as an example, when you when you go to bed at night and you're only left with your thoughts, you've got no distractions, that's where you really are in life. And if you've got issues coming up then, get them off your head, make notes, and slowly work on them day by day and try and get through the hardship with, you know, the best advice you can find. Um, But yeah, ultimately, that's what I think anxiety comes down to. So it would make perfect sense to get into some spiritual practices of learning to live in the present moment to remove the anxiety from happening in the first place and practice that. And it doesn't happen, nothing happens overnight. It happens like um, the way you get calluses on your hand, the way your muscle builds. That's essentially what it is. It's reinforcement of an idea and they slowly, your calluses slowly start to get harder and rougher and your muscles slowly start to become, you know, bigger and stronger after repetitive stimulus of that. And stimulus in this case would just be you in the mindset of living in the present moment and understanding there's not really anything to worry about. So you need to re- practice that. You need to be active about that. And ultimately, over time, years maybe, it, you will slowly come out of your... The, the gaps will become larger, much larger. So say you can have a day on, a day off. So it's one day you feel fine, next day you feel anxious. After some practice, it might become a week, then a month, then a year. Then you might go years and then have a, you know, a bout of anxiety. 
and then learn a lot from that and then come back and then maybe never have one for the rest of your life. But you're just trying to reduce, well, prolong the gaps um, and ultimately you're trying to achieve no anxiety at all. So that's my general insight on it currently. Um, But obviously if you've clicked onto this episode, I assume you have some interest and you suffer with some sort of anxiety, which is no shame in it. There's there's a million and one different types of anxiety, whether you're anxious about going out socially, you're anxious around people, you're anxious about um, your safety on certain vehicles, you're anxious about um, new situations, getting out of your comfort zone, doing something physically, trying new foods, whatever it is. Um, the The principle of living in the moment Will, will almost help every single one of them when you understand and you can concentrate and remove distractions and not let your mind adrift into the worst case scenarios. But if you are having anxiety and you're not really sure why, it can also be caused by behavior, physiological behavior. And the most common one is breathing. So when you're through, you know, the environment you're in, and the most common one, again, in Western society is high stress levels, high pressure jobs, you know, a million and one distractions on your phone and social media, bad foods, etc., etc. All of this adds up together, like I've spoke about all this stuff a million times, but that all adds up together and that can cause you to essentially shallow breathe, and you're shallow breathing all the time. And if you ever, I'm going to try and do this and I hope you understand, so here we go. So essentially sigh throughout the day, take a deep breath in out of nowhere, involuntary, and you sigh, that's a big sign that you're not taking in enough oxygen because your body's had to kick in its auto response, this is my insight on it, it's kicked in its auto response of taking in more oxygen because you're not getting in enough because you're shallow breathing. How you should be breathing is as you breathe in your stomach should blow out so contrary to what most people do when they breathe in they suck their stomach in when really you should expand your diaphragm and your stomach should come out so it bloats and if you ever become conscious of your breathing when you're really relaxed like if you're watching a film or if you're you you know you're relaxed and you're falling asleep or if you are asleep you watch a baby your stomach will come out it will bloat and as you exhale it will retract back in so that's how you should consciously be breathing. And if you breathe like that and take some deep breaths, follow the s- similar to what you would do in a sigh. So like, that's essentially what you need to do. And then, and you do that five times, it will make a massive difference. And you will feel a bit lighter. And then obviously, the more you remind yourself to do that throughout the day, you can have a dramatic effect on improving your anxiety. So not long ago, bumped into someone, spoke to her about this, and she said, oh yeah, that makes sense, because you know I'm, I'm often sighing throughout the day, involuntarily get these deep breaths, um, and most people are breathing wrong. So I asked her to breathe in front of me, and just typically, like most people, fall into the you know, just stressful, behavior, stressful behavioral patterns of breathing incorrectly. Got to do this, and you know, lo and behold, it's like, oh, it takes, you know, maybe a minute to practice and realise how to breathe and push your stomach out when you do so. And then 
now you understand this, if you ever, obviously you want to prevent the anxiety with the mindsets and the spiritual practices, but if you ever come under, I suppose, an attack of an anxiety or it's overwhelming you and you can really feel it, it's a, a response, it's a physiological response. So you need to manipulate your physiology through your breath. It's one of the most immediate and most intense ways you can have the most profound experiences. Aside dealing with anxiety, just taking some deep breaths, the te- certain techniques that are out there, shamanic breathing and all this stuff can give you absolutely, none of it experienced myself yet, but um, from reports and forums and interviews and research, etc., etc. Like obviously even the Wim Hof breathing method. If you don't know what that is, search Wim Hof. You're able to boost your immune system, secrete adrenaline just through breathing techniques. All of these ways that you can, you, you essentially change your physiology and you change the chemistry in your body just through breathing practices. It's insane. And anyone can do it. I think that's pretty much me dried up on that subject. Obviously, it's a common thing. Anxiety is a common thing. And to conclude, it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. You want to get to the, like with everything, you want to get to the root cause of the problem. You don't want to constantly be looking for distraction methods. You might not even realise you have it, but you might be following the behavioural patterns of someone distracting themselves. And then if you're, you know, the odd person that maybe have stumbled across this podcast, listen to this and it goes, oh, it makes sense why I constantly need to be out the house or I constantly need to be doing something. I need to distract myself from the reality that my life's not that great. Um, and again, like I said, everything in moderation and in balance, distractions, sometimes the best things to do, go out, get your mind off it, go and have some fun, if you can do that in terms of something physical, like exercise, if you're playing football or in your intense competition, the only thing you're worried about then is the competition you're in, so it's essentially a meditation, stuff like that is highly beneficial, but to rely on that to deal with a root cause of an anxious problem, is um, not going to serve you well, it's not sustainable and longevity wise it won't get you anywhere, you want to improve by the day and become the best person you can be, free of all stresses and anxieties and you know full of love, happiness, excitement and beaming with energy, so that's my insight on it, don't be ashamed, again as always um, reach out to me if there's anything I can do, ask, and there are a few individuals that do reach out to me, and um, I don't know how, if I mention this often enough, but it is nice, it is, I suppose, flattering and really nice that I can apply just some information that I'm doing, just through figuring this out myself, trying to remove problems for myself and come up with better solutions and be problem-free in life and live as long and happy and energetic as possible. Um... So it's nice when people do reach out to me. And I don't do this often enough. But if you've made it to the end of this episode and you're this far, I should always at the end of each episode do what most people do is go, can you like, subscribe, leave me a five-star rating, etc. on iTunes because it does um, me massive favours and it does show support from a little amount of effort. I don't like to do that. Um, But... I've got to remove that emotion. I've got to remove that worry about, like, I don't like to ask people to do it. I'm just going to say it. And if you feel like doing it, do it. But it does massively help. If you like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff, that package. Um, But one thing that does help massively is if you go to iTunes, leave a five-star review and 
yeah, just do what you can, but don't leave a one star or two star or nothing like that, because what's the point? Just don't leave a review. Um, and tell me, give me your constructive criticism to me personally and privately, but ultimately do what the fuck you want to do with your life. I hope that helps. It's a common thing, anxiety, so if you're, if that's helped, yeah, obviously you might have just only realised that you've have you've had it, but um, share this with your friends. It's a common thing, and it should be. You spoke about openly, and it's you know it's complicated, but it's also simple to deal with. I wish you the best of luck. Anyway, safe. <laughs>